Good morning, everybody. How are you? I cheated today because I needed motivation. I knew this was in here somewhere. So I kind of flipped through Marcus Aurelius' meditations to find this section because it's needed right now. The past couple of days, I've really been uh, not too enthusiastic about getting out of bed. I've been getting up early still, but uh, not really in the mood. So I want to read this to myself and for myself and share it with all of you because I think we all deal with this from time to time. And uh, once again, it's a great insight into Marcus, the person, not just Marcus, the emperor or the philosopher. So he's talking to himself here. He's grappling with the fact that he's like, look, I don't want to wake up. I don't want to get to bed. Again, very human, very natural. And here's what he tells himself. At dawn, when you have trouble getting out of bed, tell yourself, I have to go to work as a human being. What do I have to complain of? If I'm going to do what I was born for, the things I was brought into the world to do, or is this what I was created for, to huddle under the blankets and stay warm? So this is, you know, I think also this is a February conversation, and there's more to read, and I will in a second, but this for me is a February conversation. Um, at this point, I've been waking up, and it's been dark out for a few weeks, right? It's, 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 it's a good good quote for the wintertime, where I think for me at least it's easier to have this feeling of I just don't want to get out of bed, right? Um, get my day started. But I think there's a couple of key points already in this first paragraph that are pretty cool, right? I have to go to work as a human being, which is to say, like, for the Stoics especially, right, we get the sense, I think, in this first paragraph that, and we could agree or disagree. I'm not even sure where I stand on this. I think I sort of disagree. I, I think I more land on the side of disagreement than agreement. But I do think there's some value here. And it's, at the very least, a very interesting idea, right? Are we destined for things? Is destiny a thing, right? Do things really happen for a reason? And to be clear about that, does the reason exist outside of us? Or do we make that reason ourselves? And then that's the reason we go with. There's a little bit of a simple way of understanding this, right? But when he's saying, you know, the things I was born for, for the Stoics, whatever happens to us, we were pretty much born for it. And I think that, I think that can be really encouraging, right? Because if you were born for it, if it's for you, you can handle it. Right now, we have to ask ourselves about the nature of the universe. Maybe do we agree with that? How do we explain certain horrible things? And the Stoics do explain those things, right? And they don't explain them by saying they're not horrible. The Stoic acknowledges some things as terrible, of course. Right? They see them as woven into a larger picture of the universe, and that larger picture over time, that larger picture when you look at everything going on in the whole universe, is good. And I think even that, although that's where I start to disagree with it, um, it meaning just that conception of the universe, I think it does give us a sense of optimism, let's say, or a sense of benevolence or goodness, which is cool, obviously, right? I also think it asks us to look at the larger picture, not focus on the negative, smaller things in life and allow them to consume us, which is really good for a daily life, right? To get through day-to-day -day life. It's like, well, this small thing, well, let me look at the larger picture. Today, although I'm having a rough day, maybe my loved ones are having a good day. Somebody somewhere is having a good day. And overall, you know, just I guess maybe we could argue too, like just the fact that we're all here, things have been good enough that here we are with, with some life, right? Some opportunity. So again, we could agree, disagree with this idea of destiny or fate. But I think Marcus is trying to use this to encourage himself here, right? This is the work, what you were created for. Not to just sit in bed all day. And no matter, how, no matter how you look at it, I think that's a good idea, right? I kind of got into conversations about the universe there. But ultimately, none of us are made to just 
sit around all day and lay in bed all day. We all have at least, again, this is where I disagree, right? We all have at least the capacity to create a sense of purpose. That's what I would say, right? I disagree with the idea that maybe that there's a reason for everything and that reason connects to a purpose that exists outside of what we can create or conceive of. But then again, I don't even know because I love the idea of Maktub, right? It was written. I love that idea because I think sometimes you get moments of that. I'm really grappling with this today, right? But I think that's interesting, right? Because sometimes, for example, I'll do certain things and I'll feel like I'm having a different type of experience, right? Like I'm connecting to something that isn't me. And this, let me, be, let me be clear too, right? You can believe in a higher power, I think, and not believe in destiny, right? You could believe that the higher power as we are perhaps is grappling with evil, right? If, if you believe in a, a benevolent or, you know, if you believe in the idea that a higher power is good, you might also believe in evil. And like then these things collide. You're good, higher power, and then the evil on the earth or the evil in some type of other more, you know, like let's say, um, I wonder how to put that actually. If you believe in evil, like heaven and hell, right? Like all these things might exist in your worldview. So obviously I'm not, you know, I'm just kind of grappling with ideas here. Um, so ultimately, right, I would at least say maybe if we don't have a pre a predetermined purpose for all of us, we could at least have the capacity or we at least have the capacity to work with the idea of making a sense of purpose for ourselves, right, with, with our rational thinking skills. So that being said, either way, that purpose can't be just to lay in bed all day. So I think he's, again, grappling with or using the stoic idea of destiny to try to get himself going here, which, hey, if it works for you, go for it. And sometimes it works for me too, in all honesty. Sometimes I'll, again, I really don't know. I, I, I'm very much on the fence about all of this, um, but it's all interesting, I think. So here we go. Sorry about that. that was a little bit of a rant. Sorry. Um, he tells himself, right? Because he's like questioning himself too. I love this. Like, is this really it for you, man? He's making almost an opponent to challenge himself to get out of bed. So the opponent's asking him to huddle under the blankets and stay warm. That's what you're put on this earth to do? Really? And then it's almost like he's making a parent in a way, right? Like your parent or whoever kind of wake you up out of bed, right? It's like, come on, let's go. You got to get going. Is this, come on. Um, and you have to answer to that person, right? So he's saying here, but it's nicer here. I like, the, I like sitting in bed. So you were born to feel nice? He asks himself, instead of doing things and experiencing them, don't you see the plants, the birds, the ants, and spiders and bees going about their individual tasks, putting the world in order as best they can, and you're not willing to do your job as a human being? Why aren't you running to do what your nature demands? And for Marcus, this is a great point. This I wholeheartedly agree with. I think this is a great point from Stoicism that I totally get on board with. When he's saying the role of a human being, he's saying to serve other human beings. That's what the Stoics thought your purpose as a human being was. And they believe that the nature of human beings was and is to work together. That's very important. And that I agree with. We're naturally social beings for a lot of ancient Greek thinkers. That's a really important point. The Stoics were, you know, not only did the Stoics agree with that, they enlarged it. As I think I may have mentioned in recent, uh, what? In recent episodes. I'm always going to mess up a couple words. It's, it's fine. Okay. Um, that we're all woven together. We're here to serve each other. That is what your nature demands. Your nature demands that you be of service to other human beings as a human being. And we should get a sense of fulfillment in that because as Marcus is trying to get himself to get, kind of get pumped up, once again, he's his own hype man here. Let's go. Do what you have to do. And what you have to do is help people, be useful to others, 
tell the truth, treat others justly. To treat others justly is within, or let's say even more uh, powerfully, to treat others justly is what is natural. Another quote we'll, we'll hopefully encounter in this book is he says, to treat someone unjustly is a kind of blasphemy. It's a sin, right? It's going against our nature. So the Stoics also had a benevolent or good understanding of human nature. They thought when we mess up, it's not because we're doing it deliberately. It's because we're just ignorant. We don't know. What's the best way to not be ignorant? No surprises here. Philosophy. So he goes back at himself again. Why aren't you running to do what your nature demands? But we have to sleep sometime. Agreed. But nature set a limit on that. He's literally writing a dialogue here. Very cool. As it did on eating and drinking. And you're over the limit. You've had more than enough of that. But not of working. There you're still below your quora, your quota. You don't love yourself enough. Or you'd love your nature too and what it demands of you. People who love what they do wear themselves down doing it. They even forget to wash or eat. Do you have less respect for your own nature than the engraver does for engraving, the dancer for the dance, the miser for money, or the social climber for status? When they're really possessed by what they do, they'd rather stop eating and sleeping than give up practicing their arts. What is your art? What is your art? Or what are your arts? And I think for me, as I reflect on my own, let's say, career, work, life, right, I need to have this sense that I'm doing something like this, right? I need to have the sense that I'm waking up every day and I'm cultivating artistry. One of the reasons for this podcast is that I don't want to stop working on my ability to think about philosophy and talk about it. And hopefully, eventually, some of you will email me. And I'm also thinking about doing some like workshops on Saturdays just so we can meet each other um, and keep keep practicing. I want to keep working on this artistry of what it means to practice philosophy and learn about it and hopefully offer things that are useful to people with it. Um, and that will drive me. That does drive me. It's why I'm doing this now. Right before 6 a.m. I'm doing this. So I really like this idea a lot. And to love our arts, you know, in a sense, is to love ourselves. We, we might be able to say that. I think that's a cool idea. Because when you're working on these arts, all these arts are also working on you. That's very true, actually, for today's episode, right? For me. I literally, like I said, I cheated. I knew this was somewhere in here. I knew it was at the beginning of one of the books. And I flipped through until I found this. I needed this today. And it already got me thinking about thoughts that normally I wouldn't have, right? About the universe, destiny, that I think are genuinely interesting and challenging. And for me, when I feel challenged and interested, my days are usually a little bit better. Uh, my thoughts and energy... They're both occupied with something positive. I like that feeling, right? Even if I'm misreading and mispronouncing words, it's fine. Today I got up and, and I worked on this artistry. So we need arts in life. And maybe your career, your job does not offer that to you right now. That's okay. Don't quit. Try to find time during the day. Try to find time on the weekend. This, I think, you know, what Marx is saying here, this will give our lives meaning. We need something like this. Maybe, and he gives examples too, which is cool, right? Maybe it's dancing. Maybe it's some other physical practice. That is, maybe it's martial arts, right? Literally the word art is in there. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's writing. Maybe it's the art of being a parent, the art of being a friend. These are all things we can, we can approach artistically, which is to say we can examine them. We can think about them. We can dedicate our attention, which is a powerful word in philosophy, to these tasks. And now we get into some other great questions. I love this. This was right to the Stoic idea I said earlier about needing to be useful and helpful to others. Is helping others less viable to you? Not worth your effort? 
which is to say, right, laying in bed, you're not helping anybody. And again, it's not that we don't need sleep. He even talks about that, right? It's like, yeah, okay, you've had enough sleep. Now let's go. And he ends this meditation on those questions, I think, very deliberately because that's what he really wants to prioritize. That is the stoic ethic. Is helping others less valuable to you than laying in bed? Is it not worth your effort? And then ironically, like I said, that meditation ends. And I think that might have been when he got out of bed, right? He's like, all right. Or when he stopped writing and then actually went out into the world. And what did he do? Hopefully he went out with that in his mind and heart and he helped people. So that's even, I think, a powerful question, right? And th this could really resituate a whole, a whole day, a whole week, maybe even a whole life, right? Which is to say, instead of asking other questions, we might want to lead with, how could I be helpful today? Right? What can I create for the world today? And I'll leave you the brief note here, and this is not fair because I do have to go in a minute, and this is a huge idea. We'll for sure encounter it multiple times on this podcast. But the painting right that embodies memento mori has in the middle of it right in the middle i think well it has three images which is i look at this painting every day i have it in my apartment um there's a skull i'm a little tired today sorry uh there's a skull right in the middle i think there's a flower on one side and then there's um what's that word it's like the clock with the sand and you turn it and the sand falls I'm, I'm tired. I'm sorry, but we're going to get this. Um, I can never think of that word. All right. Well, you know what I mean, right? It's one of those things where you flip it and then the sand falls, right? And those are the three images on this thing. So it's like you're running out of time. It leads to the skull, right? Which is, okay, you're, you're going to pass away. Memento mori, right? We're all mortal. And then I think the flower to me is like, but there's this great, beautiful chance at life and making something new. Right, so when I look at that image on a on a daily basis, not even a regular basis, on a daily basis, I'm reminded that I'm not here forever. I want to make the most of this life. My time is running out, but that can be something beautiful, right? And a part of that beauty, right, a flower too. And you think about like what a garden does, right? A garden in a public space. It creates a more beautiful world, right? So that's sort of what we're here to do. I think that's a very stoic idea, as as is memento mori and other schools of philosophy and philosophers also wanted us to think about our mortality, to drive us towards leading the most beautiful life we could. And by beautiful life, you know, for, for a lot of philosophies and stoicism, I would say especially so, that means a virtuous life. And a large part of the virtuous life is helping others, adding value to the world, adding justice to the world, adding truth to the world, adding goodness to the world. All right, so I actually I had that painting like right next to my bed and I look at that before I go to sleep and it sort of like reminds me and I usually in the morning too I'll take a second to look at it right and it's this subtle reminder although I can't think of what that damn thing is I really um one of those things with the sand situation um it's a really subtle and nice reminder to make things when I have time to again which is one of the driving factors I think both subconsciously and consciously to do this podcast right put something out into the world and see what happens and just get it done on a daily basis. So hope this is helpful. Maybe for someone who struggles to get out of bed, some of Marcus's words might inspire you. Uh, maybe that last question, right, is one that you could confront more frequently and it might give your life a greater sense of meaning, right? Which again, that question was, how can I be helpful today? Thank you for listening. 
and putting up with some of my rambling and stumbling over words. Um, take care and I'll talk to you soon.